looking for the Google Doc again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, yeah, um, I, I've just gotten it up, to be honest. I know we're in, like, a weird uh, brain funk. Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, so, you know how when we were talking earlier, you brought up your Instagram post last week, and I said pause because I want to say something about that. So... Mm-hmm. I had this intense mooncake craving, and I'm so glad <laughs> that the mooncake emoji is out now. It's really cute. It kind of looks like a pie. Yeah. Well, I guess mooncake is a pie, though, right? Yeah. Kind of. Um, it's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, it was Chuzuk slash, um, I keep saying Lunar New Year instead of, like, the Harvest Festival. I don't know why. Um, last week, and I had this intense craving, so... Peter and I ordered like the different stuff for hot dog. I don't. Well, you had it oh, with yes, me when yes. you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. we, well, he made it, and I had I gobbled down like four in a row. It was so good, and I just thought like, oh man, I would just love to go down the street and purchase so many mooncakes and hot dogs. So that, yeah, that's that's all I had to say about it. Did you do anything for the festival? Oh, uh, not really. I mean. I bought like a box of mooncakes like mm. a few weeks ago and then I've just been like nibbling at it slowly <laughs> over time because the box was like $30 and there's only like four mooncakes in it so <laughs> yeah I told my dad about it and he was like you have to go to Taiwan there's so much cheaper there and I was like oh, yeah. I'm doing this I know <laughs> It's not like I can go. I mean, the border is closed, so. I know. Oh, my God. My parents say that, too. They're like, hot dog's so cheap here. I'm like, well, I know. That's why I'm making it, because it's so expensive here. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I can't imagine making wood cake, though. It's, like, so intense. Oh, I'd rather that's... just shell yeah. out the, like, 30 bucks for it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't. It's so complicated. And let's say like you get past the, the like the the actual dough and the paste like to get mm. it to that shape and not have it crumble to bits is like another story oh i want yeah. one so badly now <laughs> i'm sorry <gasps> wait do you have like nearby asian grocery stores yeah actually we have a lot like the korean <sighs> population is really flourishing in our area so. really? yeah and That's so we funny. have like uh, well, I don't know. It's just like it's a lot more than when I went to school here. So it's, it's, there's just there's so many Asian <laughs> grocery stores. It's insane. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really jealous. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I mean, given like COVID, like I am grateful for where where I live. I've come to terms with that. But then there are other days where I'm like, man. I have to drive an hour out just to maybe get like frozen dumplings, like the real ones, not like white meat dumplings. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but th- but then again, the flip side is we learn to make that stuff instead, so it's not. Yeah, it could have gotten yeah. better. Um, you need to buy the dumpling skins still, though. I think because <laughs> I don't know. I've made dumplings a lot, but I've never actually made the skins. It seems like a huge. Pain. Oh no, I. <laughs> I can never. I think I made it with my mom once, and we were both like, "This is bullshit. <laughs> like, this is so <laughs> time consuming." 
Um, one thing I will say, I don't know how to translate it. Actually, no, I do know how to translate it. It sounds really weird in English, but it's like gelatinous rice. But it's um, oh yeah yeah. Uh, like the or yeah yeah yeah. It's a, it's like okay. that's uh but it's like tough like the slices Korean. of talk. <laughs> Yeah, it it, it, like it is in uh, Mandukuk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mandukuk. Um, I know. I really want it recently, and then like every time I bring it up to my parents, they're like, "I don't know about dumplings and rice cake. It seems like a lot of starch." And I was like, "That's God. the point." <laughs> Perfect amount. Um, but there, there's a type of um um uh, uh gelatinous rice. It's like uh, I don't really know my cooking vocabulary, but it's like called chapsa. Don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. In, in Chinese, I'm pretty sure I did at one point, but it's like so savory and so like uh, chewy. It's perfect, but I have had that for skin before. And from what mm. I googled, they use this a texture with sesame seeds for dumpling skins in Taipei, and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so delicious. Yeah, and I, looked, I, want- I just looked it up right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, really? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. What's it oh called in, in Chinese, uh, Chinese? Chinese. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like all just... my knowledge of food is like random mix of like different languages, and I don't know how to translate it at all. Well, there's no point in translating because it sounds nasty in English. <laughs> you know, like, do you want to pop a gelatinous rice ball into your mouth? Probably not, until yes. you know what it is. <laughs> Well, I mean, we do, obviously, and I'm sure white people will be like, what is that? <laughs> or, like, my friend told me before she had a mooncake, she was like, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit doubtful about lotus paste. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see that. But it's well, also delicious. I was, like, so, so, I was so shocked at is, like, people that, like, can't get on board with red bean. Like, they're like, no, bean should only be savory. Red bean is weird because it's sweet. I'm like, what? I don't know. I've heard this, like, criticism so many times that I never understood it. Like, I mean, people can like whatever they want, obviously. It's not like the world is going to collapse if you don't like red bean. But I just, like, I always found it kind of weird when people are like, beans can't be sweet. I was like, what? (laughs) Don't limit the bean by its name. Just enjoy the taste for what it is. (laughs) Um, okay, so not to sh- not to call out Hazel, um, but I remember when we went on these trips, I got like a little red bean pastry thing and she was like, I, I, I can't do it. And she didn't say it like a bad way or anything, but I, I, I just didn't understand it because it, it's just, uh, to be honest, like I'd eat it savory and sweet. I, I, mm. I think I think it's just one of those tastes that it's just delicious either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I don't know. Uh, she said she said something like it's just something that like she can't she can't get used to. And I was just yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before from so many friends too. And it's like I mean I guess if you don't grow up with it, maybe it's weird. Maybe since we grew up with it, like we just can't like fathom how it could be weird because we're so used to it. But it's just like. What? Why? <laughs> no, but there are weirder foods in the world. Actually, you know what? Sorry, this is so trivial, but you know, like kimbap, aka sushi, right? Yes, yes. Um, so when Peter first came to Korea, um, you know, I was popping them into my mouth as you do, and then he was like, "I can't, I can't eat it. I need, I need a knife and fork. I need to, 
um, cut this in half. And I was like, what? This is tiny. And and then, like, I asked Hazel for verification. I was like, I just can't believe it. And then she did say, like, oh, well. I think she was being really. I I think she was trying to be diplomatic, like, Mm -hmm. for Peter. But then I was just like, they're so tiny. (laughs) I I don't understand. (laughs) Um, so yeah there are a lot of things I don't know how we got to this topic but there are many things that I just don't understand about first time theater well I don't know I don't know how, how did we get on this because now I, I just can't stop actually you know what when you said just now that your parents were like that's a lot of starch I just never thought about it that way but I would think of white food that way, like, oh, pasta and fries, that's a lot of starch. Like, I would, I don't know, <laughs> such as me. I still think, like, the the most heinous offender that I've had of a meal, which was way too much starch, was one <laughs> in my uh, cafeteria in Korea where they were serving, like, spaghetti and, <laughs> and risotto <laughs> and garlic bread all at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, that was what I was like. Maybe, maybe Korean people actually really like starch. <laughs> like, because I always thought of it as being more of a white thing too. And then I was like, actually, oh. like, I don't know. Because when I plan a meal, I'm always like, one starch, one vegetable, <laughs> one meat. <laughs> you know? And this was like three different starches, <laughs> and that was yeah. the meal. That's, oh, that's and I a think lot. I also had kimchi or something too. It was just like, okay. <laughs> I have one thing I will say is that when we were in Korea and <laughs> like having kimchi for breakfast again was like I don't know if I can do this because I eat oatmeal for for breakfast every morning. I'm not like used to seeing it on the table. It's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Kimchi for breakfast is too much for my stomach. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I agree. Although I did have a, I did cave and have a ramen last night. So I was just like, I need some spice in my life. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I'm really nostalgic for food now. Uh, I anyway, really want shin ramen. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. Actually, I really want. Mild shin ramen, that's what I want. With the mild, not the spicy? Yeah, the mild. I can't take spicy. I'm, I'm a wimpy, no spice. <laughs> baby no i need i can do the spicy but i need to like have the packet oh like so you can like control how much yeah i I can't do (laughs) what yeah well when when i was in korea um occasionally like the teachers would split meals which is cute um Mm -hmm. sorry just like split a snack and everyone would sit around and eat together and and chat um but Mm -hmm. one time they ordered like spicy tteokbokki but it was called like the devil struck bokeh because it was meant to be really spicy oh and I, I i couldn't handle it and i was like how why would you sell something like this you can't i'm dying inside i can't even talk and they were drinking water and i was like i thought this was a common thing that you're supposed to drink dairy to calm down whatever fire is breaking loose inside your body mm-hmm. oh. yeah is that why like cheese and ramen is so good together oh yeah maybe I don't know, but I, I've also been having a lot of cravings for cheese and ramen, and my 
my parents did get me ramen and cheese which was very kind of them but like yeah. <laughs> it's not like the like really cheap like melty american cheese that i would get at like the convenience store in korea i don't yeah. really get things that are like too like high class sometimes and i'm like this is very delicious and it's probably better than what i should be eating but it's not the taste that i was craving <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you just need you need to hit the right spot with the yeah. right ingredients, and it doesn't. But at have the same to time, eat, like yeah. I don't want to like ask them to buy it for me because then they'd have to get like a whole package of this like crappy cheese, and I only want one slice. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know if I told you, but so I went veg- we went vegetarian last January. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but. I think my my Asian not, I hate stereotyping, but I think my like Asianness to like dairy is kind kind of catching up to me. So I noticed mm-hmm. with certain cheeses, like my skin doesn't like it's starting to not like it or anything. So I might I might go vegan mm-hmm. with cheese, but it like breaks my heart because how am I supposed to eat pizza? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I, mm. Yeah, and I, we did so get a <laughs> we did get a cheese substitute, and it like smelled like. Sh- I I don't want to say I don't want to be recorded saying this because foul, <laughs> but it's like how do you eat this? So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Actually, related to that, I did want meant to ask something about your opinion real quick related to. Okay. This is actually yeah related to skin. So. I always, regarding like skincare, I've always thought that the Ten Beauty Korean skincare was, I mean, it doesn't hurt to, if you're using the right stuff to put that on your skin. Mm-hmm. But I did think like, hmm, that is a lot of steps. It's kind of like a marketing thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But then lately, I've been reading more about like what you should put on your skin. And it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a lot more simple. Like it, it should be more like three to five steps, which is which is what I'm doing. But then, like for Western skincare, I notice that there's a lot more retinol, like anti aging. Mm-hmm. Whereas for you know even you know brands like what we know like Shiseido, right? Um, mm-hmm. like Japanese, Korean, Chinese stuff. I, I know I'm not. I haven't really tried Asian skincare beyond that to be honest. But like they're very low in retinol. They're more like like hydration focused so mm-hmm. i i never like knew that until now like did, did you notice that before no i mean i don't really i'm like on the opposite side because i don't really use western products that much i use more asian products mm. but yeah so i don't but i i do have to say that like when i was like shopping in asia like i just felt like all of the word English words that I knew before, I no longer knew what they meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would be like skin milk, and I was like, "What the heck is skin milk?" <laughs> I was like, "I know what these two words mean. I know skin. I know milk. I have no idea what these two things together means for my face." Yeah. And then it would just be things like, "Like uh, this one is the revitalizing like lotion. Oh, this one yeah. is the hydrating lotion." This one is the original lotion. And I'm like, 
what does this mean? What does it mean to revitalize? I yeah. have no idea. Like, I, I don't know if it's just because, like, you know, the skin industry is always like this, and I just never really noticed because I didn't really, like, pay that much attention to shopping for beauty products before I went to Asia. But I was just, like, uh, it was like, like, learning a whole new language, and I still don't really understand everything. I'll just, like, go in and be like, I need something that does this. And the shopkeeper will be like, this is what you want. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh, I miss that. I miss, I like... will now buy this product. <laughs> they give you samples. I'm too scared to switch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I missed the samples. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot of plastic usage. It's kind of problematic, but uh, I do miss the samples. It's so nice. It feels like you're getting little presents every time you go shopping. I know, I miss (laughs) I remember I, like, went to Face Shop for so long because they gave me samples the first time I went there, and I was like, oh, I like this place. It gives me samples. And then later (laughs) I realized that, like, every Korean (laughs) store does that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I usually didn't have to go to face shop. Never mind. Goodbye, face shop. <laughs> yeah. It's still a good store, though. Wait, where, where do you shop for, like, your skincare line? Usually, like, Innisfree now. Oh. Wait, how do you get their stuff? Oh, well, I haven't bought anything since I left Asia. <laughs> but oh, they I do see. have some Innisfree at the Asian grocery store in town. Oh, that's so convenient. Well, because. Right? I used a hair product and I get them off of Yes Style. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely like stockpile next time I'm there. Um, so, anyways, yeah, sorry, that was my tangent. Do you want to talk <laughs> about your art? I'm so sorry it was named to read. I will read it, but um, it's okay. do, you, do you want to talk about the show? Yeah, sure. Um, so, the show that I watched recently that I've been thinking about a lot was called um, It's well, in English, it's like, it's okay to not be okay. And it's about this um, woman who's a children's book writer. And the love interest is this guy who's a caretaker for his brother who's autistic. And the woman, the children's book writer is like, kind of crazy. Like, I don't know if they actually like, diagnose her with like a mental illness or if it's just like a result of trauma or or what I don't really remember the details and maybe they didn't really go into it but she is like a very unusual eccentric person (laughs) because of (laughs) her upbringing so it, it was very interesting to like look at how she and the guy communicated with each other and because the guy is a caretaker a lot of the series takes place in uh in like a mental institution basically like uh so they they'll like meet a lot of the different characters that have different issues and different like problems and talk about like the trauma that kind of resulted in this issue and so I don't know I thought it was very interesting and it did kind of make me wonder if like portrayals like this in the media are helpful for mental health or if they like is it helpful to see other people going through issues and then think like oh maybe like it's not so bad to be a little bit different or is it kind of like not helpful because maybe it shows it in a certain way that could actually further stigmatize mental health Mm. so I don't know I just I thought it was kind of interesting to think about like portrayals of mental health and is it just good to have like have it shown in the media so that you can start the conversation or are we at a point where we should be a lot more careful about how they're portrayed? 
was um, kind of like my thought process mm-hmm. on it. So I don't know if you have any any thoughts <laughs> on that. <laughs> well, first of all, I haven't. I I'm sorry. Ugh. When I watch a show, I like tend to binge watch so i need to like really carve out time for it so you know that um c drama on youtube you mentioned i still haven't finished all of it anyways you watched it (laughs) i only watched like the first episode but um we'll just focus on this one right now because i would like to talk about that one as well but anyway so for um it's okay not to be okay number one yeah so i haven't really i haven't um seen beyond like the first episode but Mm -hmm. i think it's it's called like um I'm a psycho but that's okay in Korean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, I think culturally like psycho I, I think if, if you called someone crazy or a psycho in the quote unquote the Western world, it's not PC. Uh, I'm not really sure like why they titled it that, but given how um the most K drama plot lines are very manicured, I thought it was cool to see a female character like this although but Mm -hmm. she is like very attractive like she's Mm -hmm. very beautiful so i wonder i don't know i'm probably diving into it a bit much but like if if she weren't conventionally beautiful like would it have a positive reception i don't know but one thing related (laughs) yeah no i mean I mean, I've got to yeah. admit, I mostly watch dramas because I just want to look at beautiful people. So yeah, <laughs> I'm very yeah, and, that and some of their outfits, yeah, oh my that's God, her true. Are beautiful. I mean, that's why I started watching the show because <laughs> I was like, it oh is very. God, she's so pretty. Yeah. And her clothes are amazing. Like only <laughs> she pull it off. It's that style, you know. Yeah. Uh, I did want to bring up the fact that when I talked with um. Uh, Danny and Joey for our our episode um, that just came out this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We were talking a little bit about Ito on class. Have you seen that mm-hmm. yet? No, I haven't. But I have heard about oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, that one's like really intense. But I was saying how oh cool there there are black characters and trans characters, and I know it might be tokenistic, but it's a start, especially for Korea. And mm-hmm. it's like really interesting because in the Western world, we're like oh yes, K dramas are branching out, woohoo! And they were like no, it's cool that they introduced these characters, but they didn't do like a deep deep dive on these types of issues related to being trans or trans in mm-hmm. korea uh, being trans in korea or being black mm-hmm. in korea but deep dive more deeply into it but they just introduced them briefly so that the general public wouldn't be offended so i i kind of wonder like what the korean public perception is mm-hmm. for um it's okay not to be okay too because we're kind of looking at like oh yeah mental health but maybe they're like here's a crazy hot woman <laughs> like i just <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like the article that I sent you, it was actually about um, a previous drama. I think it's called like, uh, what is it? Like, it's okay, but that's love or something. I don't know. Well, anyway, so they also talked about mental health in that drama. Yeah. Um, And people, I mean, some, I think Korean psychiatrists were saying that they thought it was really good that they were portraying it because now there's actually been like more people coming to see psychiatrists so it kind of like helped remove some of the stigma and it started like opening questions in people's minds of like oh maybe I'm OCD or like maybe I have some like kind of mental illness that I want to like talk to people about so I know so they were saying that they did think that the drama did have like a positive effect 
but then mm-hmm. at the same time like of course it doesn't remove the stigma entirely yeah uh, and also especially for like uh employment purposes so they're saying that a lot of people were looking for therapists or psychiatrists that they could pay in cash and that wouldn't show up on any records oh, in sad. case they're looking for a job yeah and they were saying that there's also still a fear of like forced institutionalization because <gasps> like yeah. there's apparently it's actually like kind of easy for um people to be institutionalized in korea oh, by yeah. their parents let me look at, let me look at the actual quote yeah. <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to mis- misportray this yeah um, i mean we, we don't live there so we're only going off of uh what we've read <laughs> yeah yeah actually no uh, i okay. oh sorry go ahead i just i found it so perhaps more trouble are people's fears of being hospitalized against their will korean law makes involuntary confinement relatively easy the <gasps> approval of one or both parental figures along with a clinician's diagnosis is enough apparently so okay. yeah i wonder what the stat is in other countries probably harder yeah, <laughs> i don't know i mean like yeah relatively easy it implies that it's harder elsewhere so <laughs> Yeah, I mean the I recently read um Han Gong's books. I don't know if you read her. Like it's um she wrote the vegetarian and in the vegetarian uh, well, I guess I'm giving this away. So disclaimer. Um okay. but it, it's not it's not surprising though, because you, you can mm-hmm. tell. But yeah, she institutionalizes her her sister and I was like, Wow, that happened really fast. <laughs> but mm-hmm. and I guess that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, so like I've only watched like the first episode and I haven't I haven't continued it but mm-hmm. does it um what to kind of because every every well okay every K-drama telenovela you know or soap has like predictable plot mm-hmm. right list the romance but I, I guess I'm just more hungry to see like something different like We've already seen like the older woman, younger man, older man, younger woman. A little too much of that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I just wonder, like, is it like a stereotypical like heterosexual romance? Because she's in a way kind of chasing mm-hmm. a guy. Well, not well for his help, but still, it, it kind of seems to be leaning in that direction. Yeah, like one thing that I really liked about this drama that I felt was very different is that his brother is a very strong central character as well so it's not really like it is about like their relationship and the romance and stuff yeah but his brother also takes up like a very important role and neither of them like kind of discount his importance like when she like she's not like oh like forget your brother i just want you let's go off and get married together and leave him alone you know like she also like actually generally like likes his brother and forms a like a friendship with him and they kind of understand each other in like a very interesting way because they have a lot of like very similar like childish tendencies so they kind of like (laughs) like argue and understand each other on like (laughs) some kind of like childish like wavelength so (laughs) I know it's just it's it's very interesting and because it was more about that like three-person family I kind of enjoyed it more because it felt more like they were creating like a space for the three of them to like be happy and to grow and to live in a way that all of them can be happy whereas before like separately they they were like kind of destructive to themselves or to each other Mm -hmm. so 
I don't know. So I did, I kind of liked that aspect of it, you know? So, and I felt that was kind of different. Well, and I but, guess in, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but the actual plot is pretty predictive, predictable. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, I, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised it is a K-drama, yeah. but I think just go going back to your question, I guess, like, it it is working because we are talking about mental health and its effects mm-hmm. related to the drama. So, I mean, if that was the intention, then it's it's working but mm. if you think about it like maybe maybe okay i don't i don't know maybe i'm not being fair but in most of the k dramas and like the foo c and t i don't even know that that's a thing c t or j dramas that i've seen like mm. the men infuriate me because they just don't say sorry quickly enough mm-hmm. Like, just say you're sorry. <laughs> it's not obvious. The, the woman is always in emotional labor and it infuriates me. And then we are still very much impacted by, like, what we see on screen. So um, I just kind of, like, wonder, like, is this why Asian men are so bad at apologizing? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. But, you know, so you can't help but react to what you're seeing. So I, I do feel like even if you don't care about mental health, you're still going to think about it mm-hmm. because you're still watching it. You're absorbing the information and it's visual. So yeah, I think yeah. it's good in that sense. Good to, because the K-drama plots are very manicured. And this mm-hmm. one, was, she seemed to just be doing whatever she wanted to do. Yeah, it was like, it was so, it was so entertaining. <laughs> yeah the way she she screamed like i said i haven't like gone beyond many episodes but um like when she was reading on stage her first time when she was there in the story and everyone was just shocked and the her one of the the like her boss or something not her boss oh, i don't remember his name but he was like yes she's very good at her job <laughs> very committed yeah she's really like she's so crazy it's, it's it's so it's so much fun i don't know it's just like nice to see like a very different type of character i felt instead yeah. of just like i don't know a lot of k-dramas seem to have like a very like kind of like dopey helpless <laughs> yeah heroine so i don't know it was kind of nice to see a very like vicious aggressive heroine yeah, I mean, she just chooses whatever she wants. I mean, the only thing yeah. that kind of bothered me was that she does, she does still conform to the stereotypical beauty standard. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's we true. still have a long way to go. Um, I think the actress. I did read something on Instagram about how the actress said she really enjoyed playing that role, <laughs> <laughs> which is not surprising. Also, everyone. I'm sorry, but like everyone keeps commenting on how attractive the the actor is. I can't remember his name. The her co lead. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, she should be getting more attention. I feel like she's really, she's really dedicated toward her role. Oh, it's um Kim Seon, I think. Oh okay. I think. Oh my god. Wait. Yeah. Um, but I think this is interesting because like, you, have you finished a series? The for um, it's okay not to be okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I finished it. Oh, okay, so like I haven't seen all of it, you have, so I think we've achieved this balance of like not giving too much away. But mm-hmm. um, next time I think we should talk about the C drama and um, this one I finish it 
and maybe see like how wrong I was or maybe we were on the right track. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, I haven't watched uh, any more of that drama, the uh, Chinese drama. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get to because um, you said you only watched four episodes, right? Uh, I think, no, I got to like episode 12. Oh, why did oh no, I you said the first it, four like, on YouTube. online. Yeah, the first four on YouTube. And then after that you have to like find a sketchy streaming site. <laughs> I think that's the, one of the reasons why like I can't get rid of Netflix is because like a lot of these shows are on Netflix now. <laughs> like it's just yeah. so convenient. Yeah. Yeah, there's like I don't know, there's some other Korean dramas I want to watch too. There's like one I don't know if you saw, but it's like a school nurse. Oh, and she has I, like a plastic yeah. sword that like fights like some type of creatures and I was like is this like a magical show is this about mental illness what is this but I don't know but I want to watch um I can't remember what it's called. I watched the first five minutes and she has like some sort of like jelly between I don't I don't did you see it at all it was really weird I just saw the trailer I haven't seen the actual show um I I yeah I couldn't I don't know. I just realized I'm really impatient. Like, I need to give mm-hmm. it a little longer. But um, because my parents said they really liked Record of Youth. And I was like, why do you like this? Have you seen that on Netflix? I have seen it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. If it's, but then, like I said, it's it's really, like, alarming because I'll um, want the main... Like, for Stranger Season 1, like, I really like the chemistry between... Um, well, I won't. Uh, but what's it? The what's what's his name? The the prosecutor and the assistant, yeah, not the assistant, names. the other prosecutor. And, oh, but then I was like, her. I see. Yeah, the. I thought you were gonna say the the detective person. No, not not the not the lieutenant. No, they're friends. They're just friends, I think. Yeah, but I loved the chemistry, and then I was just like, yes, get into a steamy makeup session. But then I was like, wait, my parents watch this. This is really disturbing. Just don't do that. Because my parents watch it. Like, my dad loves that stuff. He's like, he can really, like, get into the plot. Um, I did want to just ask what you thought about it. Uh, what's it called? Romance is a bonus book. Oh, yeah. I really did we talk about it. that last time? Uh, I, I don't remember. I, can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really liked it. Um, I thought it was very interesting to see the different like sides of the publishing industry. Like I really enjoyed yeah, looking yeah. at like how the publishing industry works. And you know, one of my friends uh, worked with publisher before, and she said that like some of the things are maybe not entirely accurate, but some of the yeah. things like the books being shredded, that's actually very accurate. Oh, so like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. That's so so I thought that was cool, and I liked how there wasn't like any major conflict between the mm. romantic leads. Like it was just kind of like they just kind of got together, and I was like, okay, that's nice. <laughs> like there wasn't that like I mean, normally at like episode fourteen of the K drama, it's like where like the angry mother comes in or something, you know, and then like it completely like yeah, you know, they get like forced apart for like an episode and a half, and then someone gets into a car accident and a coma and whatever, like. That- <laughs> did it yeah. happen with this drama which was very nice like it was just kind of like very like low-key through the whole yeah. thing which I thought was was actually very relaxing and um also I really liked how a lot of the characters that you think are going to be antagonists actually end up being yeah. very lovable and like very <laughs> relatable 
So mm-hmm. it just, I thought it was very nice because it's like, it kind of showed like more in-depth characters. So it's like, you think that these characters are very like, you know, mean or bad. And then you find out like, they're just doing their job and they're just doing like, like just trying to like be the best they can in their own way. So it's like, not necessarily like they're out to get anyone or anything. Like, it's just like, they're just, you know, they're just doing their own thing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) 